open a 5.25% annual percentage yield 15-month certificate from Royal Credit Union. Open now at rcu.org slash certificate 525. Early withdrawal penalties could reduce earnings and principal. APY accurate as of 6523. Insured by NCUA. There's a new GM in town, and she's continuing to make moves for the women's game here in the state of hockey. Natalie Darwitz joins to talk about her new role with the latest professional team in Minnesota. Plus, NAHL showcase, Tom Curver's prospects tourney, and captain's practices. It's officially hockey season, baby. As always, we're created by New Voice Studios, brought to you by Talk North, Greenbelt, Jim Beam, Livia, and Royal Credit Union. This is Season 5, Episode 193. At Jim Beam, they know the importance of tradition, like chanting, let's play hockey prior to the start of each game or playing the state of hockey anthem after a wild win. This season, raise one to your fan family with the bourbon that invites us all to come as friends and leave as family. Jim Beam Bourbon Whiskey, the official bourbon whiskey partner of the Minnesota Wild and XL Energy Center. Drink smart. Jim Beam Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 40% alcohol by volume. Copyright 2021. James B. Beam Distilling Company Incorporated. Fairmont, Kentucky. Hello, everybody. What's up? We're back. Season 5, episode 193. Super excited about this episode because Natalie Darwitz, an ultimate hockey legend, uh, joins us to talk a little bit about her new role with Minnesota's PWHL team. Until then, I'm Jesse Pierce. She's Kirsten Kroll. Kirsten, what's what is up, my friend? How are you doing? It's fall weather today. Yes. For it. I know that's big on your vibes. How are we doing on this Monday morning? Yes. So I I set a marker for myself to when I can officially start decorating for the fall. It's not going to happen today because I've got like a jam-packed day today, like up until late tonight. So it's going to be tomorrow when I do decorate. I'm very excited. Um, I'm already planning when and what pumpkin patches I'll be going to. We got to get this down to a system so we can go to as many as we can. That's mm-hmm. the mood. Um, but also very excited this week because, I mean, aside from the podcast, we kicked off season five last week. But even more than that, like hockey is like actually starting like up here. again for me this week. I'll be at the North American Hockey League Showcase out in Blaine. And so that's the like official like hockey's here because then from that point on like we get wild preseason we're back into the swing of the official season and so just a very exciting time do you do fall decorations and then halloween decorations do you integrate both of them together because like i have a struggle fest with that because i like my spooky mm-hmm. theme i love it but i feel like weird having that in september but i also sometimes feel like kind of silly doing like the cute fall and then flipping over to like the scary dark not it's not that dark by the way mm-hmm. guys let's not freak out but it involves a giant spider web um and yes. like skulls and stuff you know like classics but yeah how do you how do you manifest that that's an internal debate that i've honestly that i've been having recently because the target dollar section um not sponsored but the target dollar section they can sponsor us if they want target feel free to yes, get our friends we're local they're local yeah. it just makes sense yes. but i was going through their dollar section the other day which in my opinion is the best it's been in a long time it's all halloween and i want to buy everything but part of me is like it's september it is early cuz it's kind of like it's going to be 80 degrees in 2 days so it still kind of feels like summer in a little bit of a way, like summer is not full. We know in September every single year, like you get that hot stretch. It's never fully gone, which is good, but also everyone's just kind of ready for the cold sweater weather. But all this to be said, I'm debating. I feel like I should wait for Halloween till October 1st. 
but I feel once I start going through my decor, it might make an earlier appearance. Yeah, I know. I sometimes, cause like, I feel like we put a lot of work into like our graveyard and I'm like, well, I kind of want to get that scene. The other concern mm-hmm. then is for like those random snowfalls that absolutely oh, destroy God. my graveyard. And it's just, it's all for not all for not. You had mentioned Kurt. Wait, did you have something? Have you had a graveyard go under the snow before? Um, no, it was just the snow in general. Like, and yeah. this sounds really bad too, but I'm going to say it. Cause I said it to my friend, Laura, when she was at my house this weekend, I was like, okay, I know this sounds really bad. I was so looking forward to fall and I still am. Halloween is my favorite holiday. But now that we're like in this season where like this part of the year goes by so fast because it's jam packed with so much stuff. I'm like, but Christmas. No, no, don't even. Don't and even. even. I watch the Today Show every morning. They mm. were showing Christmas gifts to give for kids this year. And I was like, we're already talking about this. Like, ugh, well, I am just, just I'm enjoy. making myself stay in fall, though. Enjoy. But I did have a wandering thought. No, it's a terrible wandering thought. Enjoy the fall while we can. I'm big into like sweatshirts and shorts weather. Like I'd yes. rather that over like jeans and a t-shirt. Like give me sweatshirts, shorts, show them legs off. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty exciting. I will even be wearing shorts very likely to Tria Rink this weekend while you're up in Blaine at the NAHL Showcase. I will be down at Tria for the big prospects tournament, uh, Minnesota Wild playing against St. Louis and Chicago Friday and Sunday. Chicago's on Sunday. Tickets already sold out. Don't bother. Probably because, and it has not been officially announced, and Chicago is really just toying with people. They will not announce their roster until Wednesday. But it sounds like Connor Bedard will be in the state of hockey, Kirsten. That's exciting. And, I mean, I can't get a ticket. So maybe, Jesse, pull some strings for me because I could make an appearance early on. Yeah, just show up. You know what? They're going to be like, oh, it's the face of the wild. Cool. Come on in. Oh, my God. That works. (laughs) Um, But no, Connor Bedard, I want to see him. You want to see I, him his quads? Well, I was going to say, I was going to make a comment. I was like, I want to see Connor Bedard and I want to see those quads in person. Yeah. Because <laughs> we've seen them in photos, but I was like, they're, they wear the breezers anyways. They're not going to see anything. It's a real thing. Uh, again, Tom Curver's prospect showcase uh, Monday, or excuse me, Friday, the 15th, 7 p.m. against the Blues, Chicago and St. Louis square off Saturday at six and then Sunday at three, the Wild versus Chicago. Um, again, all of those at tree, I think there's still a handful of tickets. I, so they used to do Kirsten, like way back in the day, um, like a full on a whole bunch of teams would get together in Traverse city. Right. And they did that. Now it seems like all the teams have kind of split up and they're doing their own little thing. Do you like that? Like, cause now we're seeing right. The central division prospects. So that's probably beneficial. I kind of personally like the big team format. Cause then you can really mm-hmm. see where your prospects rank. But what's your what's your feelings on it? Or do you care? I mean, again, some people don't care about prospects anyway. So no prospect. Let me start that over. Why can't I talk today? Prospects do excite me. I think especially like with the NHL draft, besides it just being did I say NFL or NHL? I'm not quite sure. I think it said I NFL, think I might I have said sure. NFL, but so it's a Monday Football's back it's too. A really a Monday. football's back. Yes, it is. But anyways, back to the NHL, <laughs> the draft gives everyone a glimpse of hockey in the summer what they it gives hope to some franchises again it restores that such as Bedard did with Chicago so uh, prospects do excite me I don't know I would be happy with either I do kind of like more of like the central prospects because I think it makes it feel a little more intimate and that's where the rivalries really are going to be so it gives you looking ahead to what potentially things could look like in the future for people who are impatient like me 
I was going to say, I think it's nice just to get a little hockey, get a little ice time in, but it's just hockey so different than the aforementioned NFL, right? I mean, I know we've <laughs> talked about this at length on numerous episodes, so I'm not going to rehash it except for my new listeners. Go back and listen to those. Um, it's, you don't, you don't know when you're going to see those guys, right? You just don't, mm-hmm. if you're ever going to see them, frankly, I mean, True. an 18 year old hockey player very rarely comes and makes an immediate impact on the team. They're not all Connor Bedards, right? They're just kind of, it's always interesting. Again, I love getting me a little bit of hockey. Um, I love spending my wedding anniversary at a hockey rink, which I have done every single year, uh, almost since we were married, minus my actual wedding weekend. So it's fun. It's good. All of my September is hockey, hockey. We aren't complaining. We're just getting ready. We're embracing, buckling up, if you will. But we I sure like the are. central. Yeah, I, I will take the central. Captain's practice also underway at Tria. Now, see, that gets me excited because that means we're we're getting ready. We are getting ready. Even more importantly, happening at Tria, Hudson takes the ice for the first time on Wednesday as a part of the Little Wild. The recent six-year-old is going to skate. Um, It's, it's going to be interesting. I'm excited for him. I think he's going to love it. I'm apprehensive because, again, Mike's out of town this week, so it's just me solo on the I have to figure out what I'm going to do with the other two little ones. Probably just going to let them run amok at Tria, so if you see them, <laughs> say hey. And I Maybe Bill Guerin will babysit. Maybe like we can pull him over to Tria well, just I to mean, hang out. Yeah, they can hang out in the press box with him. Well, frankly, I mean, I, I have the meaning to call Bill because he should be keeping an early eye on Hudson as a hockey mm-hmm. player. So, I mean... That's a really, really good point. I'll have to let him know, like, hey, be beware this is happening. Come watch him. Maybe come hang mm-hmm. out with my kids. And uh, and we can talk more about my assistant to the assistant general manager role that we've been in long-standing negotiations on. Yeah, just knock out multiple things. All the things. All the things, Hockey. So excited because we actually have some things to talk about. Uh, speaking of general managers, Natalie Darwitz is going to join us right after this break, talking a little bit about her new role as general manager. And uh, how cursed and I maybe could, maybe she needs an assistant to the assistant too. So I'll make sure we bring that up. She does. I can bring in the coffees. That works. Yeah. You need that. That's also an important, important role. So <laughs> got to keep everyone fueled. Always. We are going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hi guys, Jesse Pierce here. I don't know about you, but I love the fall seasons, the changing colors, the cooler weather, a perfect time to reset and get healthy. Right now, Livia is offering three months absolutely free when you join today. I am down more than 30 pounds, continuing my weight loss journey thanks to my friends out at the Woodbury Livia Center. Could not be more grateful. Reset, recharge, gear into fall with a healthier new version of you. By joining Livia today, call 855-LIVIA or visit livia.com. That's L-I-V-E-A dot com. What are you waiting for? We're back joining us now. The beaut of all buttes because Natalie Darwitz, I do believe you reign queen as far as the amount of times we've been a guest on surpassing Marcus Foligno, Matt Boldy and uh, Charlie Coyle. So first of all, congratulations on that honor. It's huge. It is huge. So thank you for that and making that happen. Um, (laughs) I don't think it's without you guys making it happen. Well, we appreciate always having you on. We got some exciting news to talk about. A bigger congratulations to you, the now general manager of Minnesota's professional women's hockey league team. Huge round of applause. No better. How does it feel? Has it settled in yet? I mean, it's kind of been a crazy off season for you. And now you've got this uh, big new fancy title to go along with the hockey season. Yeah, it's been super crazy and super fun, but, um, it's been exciting. I, I think obviously having a professional women's league is huge and long overdue. And then 
to have the whirlwind that I'm a was named the GM and um, I probably use more minutes on my phone in the last few weeks than the last five years. So <laughs> um, it's a lot of fun though. It's an exciting time. This is something that um, no female hockey player has been through going through a draft and maybe having to relocate. They've known Minnesota all their life and maybe another team might pick them up and it's just a whole lot of fun. So hopefully um I'm honored and excited, and it's just been a lot of fun to to get this thing going. Uh, Natalie, congratulations again. Uh, as you had mentioned, crazy summer for you. What was kind of more of the process? Like, how did the conversations go? And when you an, initially found out finally that you were named the general manager, just what was the backstory leading up to this point? Yeah, actually, I obviously made the change last spring. I was going to go to Hill Murray and uh, super gracious to, to John Pohl and, um, president Dan over there. Um, and I was really excited about it. Having two young boys, an eight and six year old, I was kind of missing some activities and, um, I, I was just really excited about kind of being in a different environment and I value high school sports and it's so much fun. So I was looking forward to that. And then it was probably end of July that <laughs> things took a turn where I was approached if I had interest that, Obviously, in, in June, it was announced there was going to be a professional league. The two leagues were kind of merging into one. The financial backing of the Walter Group and Billie Jean King and, and all that exciting stuff. However, Minnesota being a market with the teams primarily being in the East, I think we were I think we were on the outside looking in. And I think once they honed in on how do you pass up Minnesota, the state of hockey, there's so much talent here. There's a fan base. Once that kind of turned into Minnesota's favor and the league brass kind of recognized that that's kind of when things started happening and and someone reached out and was like hey would you have any interest in this and I was like you know I would I'll entertain <laughs> it um you know and I said on you know interviews last week it was always a dream of mine I would be in my basement with my my little pony roller skates and thinking I was going to be Neil Broughton and play for the North Stars and you know, I didn't realize that that dream wasn't ever going to come true. The highest level we could go at for female hockey was the Olympics. And, mm -hmm. you know, I strived to get there. I got there. And then it was like, that was it, you know? And so to have this dream kind of go full circle, no, I'm not going to be a player and, and lacing them up, but <laughs> I still get to be a part, part of something super special and, and call myself now a professional. Did I ever think I'd be a GM? No. Um, <laughs> but I think I think all my experiences leading up to this moment have prepared me to to lead an organization and just super excited about it. And the process was was stressful. Um, it was probably the most in-depth interview process I've ever had to, to be a part of. I've had the luxury at times to be like, hey, the job is yours. And I didn't have to interview. Yeah. <laughs> this was I had to interview. And uh, it was it was that just made it more credible. I think I would have looked at it differently if they just kind of handed anyone the offer. Um, mm -hmm. And so I earned it and it made it more exciting and made it the league more credible. And um, it was probably about a month process um, from end of July until middle of August. And then, you know, the announcement came on the third. Uh, was it the 23rd of August? I was actually mm -hmm. heading into Braemar to coach um, the beauty league, the women's game. <laughs> Nice. And, and Jaina Hefford called me like five minutes before I walked in. Um, 
So then knowing I was going to be on the bench with some of the players you possibly could draft mm-hmm. um, was, was, was quite funny. So would it have been illegal for you to start whispering in their ear? Like, hey, by the way, we <laughs> want you like, was that out of the realm of possibilities? You had to play it pretty straight laced here. I'm sure. Yeah. I try to keep it professional, but I obviously, <laughs> I, I had a different optics on it now. Right. Yeah. Um, and optics on just the players on the bench and how they, their demeanor and stuff. I was kind of watching that versus just kind of casually being there. Right. So, sure. um, but yeah, I had to wait for it to get announced. And at that point I had yet to tell like anybody like close to me. So I just <laughs> felt like that probably wasn't appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Right. That seems, that seems fair. I imagine hubs or, or family would be a little like, Oh, is that so good to good to know? Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Um, you talked about the two leagues merging, and obviously there's been so much discussion about that. Just how is that going to benefit having one solid women's league moving forward rather than having the kind of competition for fans and, and for different things? Um, how beneficial is that going to be for the game of women's hockey as an entirety? Yeah, it's huge. I think if you look at any professional sport, maybe soccer is the wild card where they do have different leagues but they're all but you know sure. men's soccer but it's it's still really successful sport in the world so um other than that nba's got one league nhl's one league there's there's not like nhl and oh this quasi league over here and they're competing so it just brings credibility to it and then you're putting the best product on the ice as possible instead of having two very different leagues and, and different types of players um i think it's what needed to happen Obviously, anytime something like that happens, there's going to be people left out. And that's super hard being a human being. Mm -hmm. Um, And those players have earned it up until this point. And they didn't deserve that in their life. You know, in in the one league out in Minnesota, the Whitecaps were about like those players just signed contracts and they were going to make a substantial, some of them a substantial amount of money. And then the rug just got carried on underneath them. So, you know, the human element comes in of like, that stinks. But for, I think for our sport to be the best it can possibly be, it needs to be one league, um, just like the rest of the professional sports in this area. And you guys also have the support of the NHL too. So knowing that being backed by the National Hockey League, what does that mean? It's huge. Uh, Obviously, they're already established. They're already successful. We're a greenfield startup and... (laughs) this hasn't been done before other than you can look to the WNBA and the soccer league and, and stuff like that. So I think looking at their track record for them to be successful, they also needed their male counterparts to get behind them. We're not asking like, Hey, you fully back this. We're asking for a hand support, Mm -hmm. help, um, maybe some favors here and there. Um, you know, cause they already have the infrastructure set up. And so, you know, if it could save us just a silly, silly example is you have a, a skate sharpener and tree or rink on the fifth floor. Could we share that? <laughs> <laughs> just something easy, huh? Yeah, Nothing. Yeah. Much. <laughs> just, you know, I don't think we're asking them to like fund this and, and for us to use their uh, offices or anything like that. It's just, we're, can you help us? Can you extend a hand and help us in areas that it works for you too? Um, it makes sense. And so I hope the wild's on board, you know, they're, they're an organization that says, you know, we're going to have a girls hockey weekend. We're going to support this. Um, and, and hopefully now it's like, can we see a little bit more action with that as well? And maybe take another step further to help this league out even more. Right. Well, cause then I think Kirsten and I can attest to that too. Like women supporting women is fantastic. 
but the men have to lend a hand and a, a voice as well because that they're viewed kind of in this different entity. I know we've been very blessed here in Minnesota to have the support of so many great media male colleagues and, and athletes. And I know you've you've seen that as well. Do you anticipate the wild? As you'd mentioned, they have girls weekend. I know they've had you out there. Chrissy Wendell has been out there skating with the team. I mean, do you see that taking that next level forward? I'm sure Wayne Peterson has been trying to figure out what they can do, but that is is something that could be really exciting for the state of hockey as a whole too. I think it's a win-win at the mm-hmm. end of the day. Um, I don't think it's, it's, it's much off of their plate um, and their resources to provide an extra hand. Um, I think to grow the sport. I mean, a lot of my questions sometimes to, to male counterparts is, do you have a daughter and would you want her to have the same opportunity? Mm-hmm. I hope their, their answer is yes. And if they <laughs> don't have a daughter, you have a mom. Yeah. You know, you have a sister, hopefully you have someone in your life. That's a female that you would hope would be granted a similar opportunity. And would you help them? And I think that's just the best way to go about it. So you mentioned Wayne Peterson. He's been a huge advocate for, for uh, girls and women's sports and uh, in our state. So, you know, the next step is, is, you know, Bill Guerin, quick Craig Leopold, uh, can you offer the same support? Um, you guys have the resources. We are the state of hockey. It would be tremendous if they again extended a hand and, and helped us out in some areas again we're not asking for the world um but again it would help certain areas for sure to get this off the ground and us successful and then um you know just as you see nba stars at WNBA players games again we're not asking you to be involuntarily like sent but hopefully it becomes a thing where they want to support and and this it's a choice they make to go and do Right. You know, are you taking a, a page out of Bill Guerin's books, potentially a kind of a no bullshit type of general manager? What do you think about his style? How have you seen that transform? I love it. And I think you have that in you, too. I would love to see you be like a Bill Guerin, except in the Natalie Darwitz fashion. Yeah, um, it's funny. Uh, uh, um, people that mutually know us, um, I think Wayne Peterson actually is one of those people <laughs> They were like, you guys are very similar in your <laughs> to be honest with you. I think you're both very straightforward. You're professional, you're straightforward. But there was also a little bit of no, hey, we're not going to play this game. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I do, obviously, I believe we have a tremendous amount of resources in the state that you can uh, lean on. And, and certainly um, he's done a great job with the Wild and being the GM. Um, I think he has a new job title too now. Was it like vice president? President, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I do believe that we're probably pretty similar. Um, but yeah, I'll try to bring my own kind of flair and characteristic. And um, I know I'm in a position where um, it's going to be tough sometimes, you know, people hopefully can distinguish Natalie Darwitz, Darwitz the person and how I have a beating heart with <laughs> Natalie Darwitz as uh, GM and I have to be very businesslike and and going into this draft, I know there's a lot of Minnesota players who probably want to stay in Minnesota. We'll do our best to keep a lot here, but there's going to be some that are brokenhearted that we won't be able to, to take in this format. So um, it'll be interesting. That's for sure. And you mentioned the upcoming draft. You guys get the number one overall pick. How exciting is that? And kind of leading up to that point too, kind of what are you looking at? What are you looking for? Um, I'm sure it's new territory, obviously for you as we approach this, but an exciting time for sure. I mean, somebody that wears the M is probably pretty high up on, on your <laughs> list, like Taylor Heisey, uh, maybe, right? <laughs> Something like that. Possibly. I don't know. Just throwing names out there, Natalie. 
I think we have a position for assistant GM. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. I love that. Bill Guerin also offered it to me. So I'll have to negotiate uh, with both of you. He, so you might be we'll... able to pay a little bit more. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we, we actually signed three very good free agents. There was this free agency draft period where you could go out and get three players and, and lock them up before the draft. So we were very fortunate enough to get two homegrown talents and one that's not far away from, uh, from Minnesota. So Lee Stackline is a, just a tremendous defender. Um, probably one of those players that isn't flashy to the, the, the spectator eye, but somebody who you cannot win games without. She's just a great foundational D um, and obviously a homegrown Minnesota from Roseville player. Um, uh, Kelly Panic is the other Minnesotan. She's a forward on uh, a few Olympic teams and just, one of those really consistent, reliable players up the middle who can miss score at any moment. So we're really excited about her. We felt like it was really important to get two local players. Not only are we a startup as, as far as a professional league, but in our market, it's really important to have those faces to grow the game here, to get people in the stands. Not only do we need to create a, a great market uh, product on the ice, but you also got to create a market in your market. And so to do that, we feel like having those homegrown faces and that might play into our number one pick as well. <laughs> so you, you already yeah. got the professionalism down, not tipping your hand at all. I can appreciate that. <laughs> and then that last player we got was Kendall coin. Like she's been talk about uh, making a, making her wave in a man's world with, with doing the fastest skater competition a few years ago in the NHL skills competition. Uh, she was all over media. It was one of the, just blowing it up and, and that the, the lap and taking a quick lap. And she's just been a face of women's hockey for the last decade. Uh, probably a future hall of famer. She just had a, a son. He's two months old. So um, I'm not only excited for her because of the face she has brought to women's hockey, but she's going to further show that you can be a mom and still be a high level athlete. You know, Alex Morgan's done it on the soccer front. Uh, Julie Ertz, probably others in the WNBA, and now Kendall's going to be doing that in women's hockey. So just like a huge role model in women's hockey and, and for females in general to say, you know what, you can do this. It's possible. So just super excited about it. And then getting the number one pick is, is crucial. And to go into that, it's really important for us to get a franchise player um, who's going to be around a long, long time and be a, a face for our franchise. And, and we feel like we have a really good idea who that might be. Who knows? We'll see what happens. I don't know. September yeah. 18th, right? <laughs> uh, speaking of the franchise, obviously, the Minnesota Whitecaps have been such a historical piece of women's hockey here in Minnesota. And with this new league, things come changes, right? Similar to the Minnesota Wild and the North Stars. Do you see kind of that similar relationship that the Wild have with the North Stars paying homage kind of moving forward with the Whitecaps as, as you kind of try to figure out the new brand of women's hockey in Minnesota? Right. We wouldn't be here without the Whitecaps. Um, you know, back in the day, Jack Brot and Dwayne Schmigdal started that up um, for really a players in, of my generation to continue to play after college hockey to, to prepare for the next Olympics. And the work, the amount of work those two gentlemen did to get that thing up and going from, we had to pay to play back then. And then all of a sudden it became a professional, you getting paid a little bit to play. Obviously them winning the, the first championship at Trier Rink and just packed house talk about somebody who built a foundation and saw the fruits of their labor grow and grow and grow so this by no means is the white caps are dead uh, 
they're in the ground. No, we want to carry on that legacy. We want to carry on what Jack and Dwayne have done, especially Jack. He's been, he's been a part of that since um, unfortunately the league folded in June. So uh, we certainly want to pay homage to, to him. He was actually one of my first phone calls after it was announced that I was a GM just to basically say, thank you. Yeah, right. <laughs> this would not be possible without you. Uh, and your, especially your daughters too. They're a big part of it. Winnie and Chelsea, they, Chelsea, I believe still played till this day. Um, mm-hmm. So just, you have to pay homage of, and, and give credit and tip your hat to the people that came before you and, and paved the way. And, and the Whitecaps certainly did that. Where does this rank, Natalie? You've, you've got quite the, it's a decent resume. It's all right. I think people might look at it and be like, oh, she's, she's done some things that are pretty cool in her life. Where does general manager, as you'd mentioned, it wasn't something that you probably saw. And especially as a kid, certainly none of us girls ever dreamed of, of holding a role like that, right? Because it didn't exist. And now you get to be the general manager of this new team, start afresh. I mean, how, how does this feel in general with all of the accomplishments you've had to add this now to your, to your outstanding career? Yeah, I think I distinguish like uh, between being a player and then like professionally career. So certainly as a player, I felt like minus a gold medal in the Olympics, (laughs) I think things worked out pretty darn good for the, the, the teams I was on. And as a player, um, again, very fortunate to, to meet a lot of phenomenal people that I consider lifelong friends come into contact with coaches that I love some coaches that I didn't, but guess what? I learned from both. And so I just felt like my playing career and then my career professionally, although at times there was some head scratching moments and some moments of adversity and frustration, I believe everything that has happened to me as a player and as a coach or in my, you know, non-playing career has set me up for this moment. Um, And sometimes when you're in those moments of adversity, you're like, but now I'm like big picture. I get it. (laughs) Um, so I kind of distinguish it, you know, player wise, like I learned a lot and then coaching, you know, high school hockey, coaching in Hamlin, being at the university of Minnesota, those moments all set me up for this general manager moment. I love coaching. It's a passion of mine. Um, the interview committee asked me several times, are you sure you want to be the general manager versus coach? And I said, you know what? It's, I'm going to miss coaching for sure, but I don't think we're the general manager era at, of old where you see them, you know, crossed arms in the press box or right. suite, and they're not a part of the process and getting to know the athletes. I, you know, and I've already spoken to my, my head coach that hopefully they'll, they'll announce those um, at the end of this week. Um, we've already kind of said, you know, and, and talked about collaboration and, and they want me on the ice. They, they feel like I'll be valuable on the ice. Um, so we're going to kind of pick and choose at the same time. I don't want to step on the coaching staff's toes, sure. but for me to grow the game and, and to f- grow myself, I just felt like this general manager position, I could not pass up on. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm super excited about it. It's already been a whirlwind in a very good way. Like I said, I've spent more minutes on the phone in the last two weeks than the last couple of years, but um, I just feel like there's going to be so much tremendous growth. My heart is beating right now. I'm waking up at like 5 a.m. like ready to go because I'm just so energized and excited. Um, And I kind of have the juices back of like when you were a player, like I have uh, my cup is being full, filled every day. 
And there's nothing better than finding something you do that, you know, gives you goosebumps, makes your heart beat faster and wakes you up at 5am and, and jumps you out of bed every day. So I'm, I feel very fortunate and blessed and, and I'm super excited about this opportunity. So are you waking the kids up, jumping on their bed for a change? Like, Hey, let's go. Let's get the day started boys. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Um, no, because it's like, I get my solitude for a couple hours, before yeah, right. up, you know, know, and the chaos starts, but, um, they don't understand it either. They're like, do you have a, you have a new team now? Like, what's this new team called? And I'm like, it's just called Minnesota right now. Um, yeah. And they're most excited. They're like, will we get to take plane rides? I'm like, <laughs> probably, probably. Priorities. I yeah. like it. <laughs> so, yeah. We should we should be clear. Kirsten and I did turn down the role of coaching. We apologize for, yeah. for doing that for the Minnesota team. Next year, we'll work on it. <laughs> uh, we have to work on our skating, I think. is It gives us time piece. to grow in the process before we well, can really my question people is, under our is wing. Like, Jesse, why weren't you on the ice during that crazy game of hockey weekend? Oh, nobody wants to see that. Nobody oh, yeah. wanted to see. I mean, next year. Well, we had to, again, there was contract negotiations that just we couldn't come to terms. I, I was a holdout, <laughs> you know, those type of things. <laughs> Probably next year. We are going to be skating with uh, the Minnesota Warriors at the end of the month. So we're slowly and surely getting ourselves out there. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been fun. Natalie, before we let you go, kind of you're just overall hopes for the team moving forward this year and then five years down the road, not just the team here in Minnesota, but obviously the league as a whole. What are you most excited about? Like you said, you're re-energized. This is a new challenge for you, one that I know that you'll rise to the occasion for, but what excites you the absolute most about this potential? It's literally a blank slate. And I think with the uh, leadership backing that we have and hopefully support with the NHL teams, this is going to be a huge success. Are there going to be bumps in the road? Absolutely. Are there going to be the infancy stages? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, there's six teams. I think they're doing it right by getting the best product on the ice, the best, let's say 160 players in the, in the world um, on six teams, the product on the ice is going to be competitive. There's not with this draft setup, there's not going to be one team and lopsided. Like sometimes when you watch the Olympics and you're like, Oh, the U S just beat so-and-so 12 to nothing. Why watch? Right. No, they're going to be competitive games. Um, so my hope is that year one, people come out and just see a great product on the ice. We're going to work to give them a great fan experience um, to be out in the community, to grow not only girls hockey, but hockey in general. We're going to be visible in Minnesota um, out at local rinks and communities. Uh, I just think that's really important. In year five, I hope we're not talking about an infancy stage anymore. I hope you know, we're talking about making real dollars, getting getting fans that, you know, are buying season tickets because they love to come watch us play. I would love for little girls to sit in the stands and go, I'm going to dream of being the next Kendall Coyne, Taylor Heisey, whoever it may be, Grace Sumwinkle. Um, they can now have a dream and they can now go see that reality in in the real life um, many times throughout the year and, and, and have that dream come to fruition when they get older. So I just hope we're around for a long time. I don't think this is a, a shucks. We gave it our best shot in five years. Mm -hmm. I think this is in five years is we're going to be looking for 15 years out, 20 years out. Um, we also want to be realistic. We know our male counterparts are living on Lake Minnetonka and we cannot compare ourselves with them right now. 
we have to stay in our own lane and grow the game as best we can with the um, resources and what we're what we're under right now. And I think we also have to be realistic. We can't always play the comparison game. Mm-hmm. If we just kind of stay focused and stay in our own lane and and dream and, and have high aspirations and be great character people. The great news is, is we had six great GMs. We have great leadership with the league. We're going to have great head coaches, credible head coaches coming from different areas of the league. That's going to help. Um, so again, hopefully we're attracting and people are seeing that and seeing the caliber on ice. And, and hopefully we're not talking about infancy stages in year five. And we're talking about years 10 to, to 20 moving forward. I have zero doubt knowing the people involved in this, including yourself, the hard work that you guys are always putting in advocating for women's hockey. We've seen it especially grow here in Minnesota and beyond. So I cannot wait. You guys be sure to tune in September 18th, noon in Toronto, the PWHL draft, uh, probably a really good Minnesotan, maybe going number one. We'll see. We'll find out. Not putting any words in. I should be her agent. I don't know. I should just probably be an agent of some sort. We'll see. That's, that's another career aspiration of mine, Natalie, but uh, cannot wait to hear more about the league as more news comes out, more announcements, all of the hirings, all of the players, and uh, just really, really excited for this opportunity for girls and women. So as always, thank you for all you're doing for the sport and for being one of our top beats. It's really thank you guys for all you're doing for the sport. It wouldn't be possible without people like you guys. So thank you guys. Yeah. All right. We're going to take another quick break. We'll be right back. We're back. Shout out to Natalie, as always, for joining us. So exciting. I mean, she continues to bust down doors for women's and girls hockey. Um, Just excited to see what unfolds, Kirsten, with that league. I do. I wore my white caps, sweatshirt. Um, Excited to see what the new name is. Hopefully we Mm -hmm. get something real good going. Um, And I love that they'll continue to pay homage. Like I said, I think the white cap, like she said, the white caps aren't dead. It's just a change like the wild. For sure. And, you know, she was really teasing us. I respect her commitment to secrecy, not telling us who the head coach is, but tiptoeing around, um, as Jesse mentioned, our names out of consideration voluntarily. Yeah. Um, but excited to figure out who that is, excited for the name, just excited to see everything slowly come together. And we've got to make it out to some games. We Absolutely. have to. There's going to be a lot of games. It's going to be very exciting. Um, stay tuned. We will continue to broadcast those as will they, as far as where you can watch, how you can watch, when you can watch all that good stuff. Uh, because in case you guys forgot women's hockey is pretty badass. It is so much fun to watch. If you have never watched a girls high school game here in the state of hockey, if you've never watched an Olympic game, a college game, highly encourage you to just because Kirsten and I can't skate doesn't mean we can't appreciate how fast these women can move out there on the ice. It's super exciting to watch. And I know the PWHL is going to bring that talent here round the clock, not just on Olympic years, because as Natalie said, it's the big names. It's the names that you hear about every four years that are going to be joining this league. So very exciting, uh, very exciting for her as well. Um, And, you know, Minnesota just putting their mark once again on, uh, on hockey as the state of hockey, but this time with the women's. And the girls, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Uh, we have our first live show of the season scheduled for Ray J's in Woodbury. That is on Monday, the 25th at 6 p.m. Be sure you come out. We'll have a preseason look. We'll already be a couple games into the preseason. Um, so, you know, Kirsten and I can say who they should cut, who should they shouldn't cut, all mm-hmm. that good stuff, which Billy Garen will obviously listen to because that's what mm-hmm. he does. And uh, I, mean, I would expect nothing less from him. He should be listening to us and our opinions. 
Yeah. And the ones that do listen to us, I'm sorry that we, if we ever hurt your feelings, <laughs> I really apologize for that. It'll eat me up alive. Uh, but we're moving on. It's going to be a great year. Season five, as we mentioned, again, don't forget to go check out our Hot Wings, Hot Ones challenge. If you haven't already, uh, it was a good time. We had a good time there. I'm still recovering a little bit from that, but you know, it's part of part of the content bit that we do here at Bar Down Beauties. As always, thank you to Talk North for featuring us. Soda Stick, Livia, Royal Credit Union, Grain Belt, uh, Jim Beam. I think, I think we we nailed it. Nailed them all. They're all the I best. So. Producer Fred for whenever he you know wants to come grace us with his beautiful presence. We always appreciate that. But we appreciate all the hard work he does as well. On behalf of Kirsten and myself, have a fabulous week. Again, come out to Tria. I will be there for sure. Head out to the NAHL Showcase in Blaine. Kirsten will be up there. And uh, you know what? Let's go play some hockey. That was terrible. I don't, I don't, have a good one. Bye. <laughs> have a great week, guys. Bye. Near, 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 near.